from the Copacabana. It is Simpsons time through the Debigulator. Uh, and this is the 2018 WFMU Marathon. My name is Amanda Nazario. I'm very, very pleased to be doing an actual marathon show uh, of a podcast, which is unusual. Um, but it's worth it because you love WFMU. You love the station that brings you such strange... Uh, offerings as a podcast all about The Simpsons that is mostly just somebody talking about The Simpsons. Um, in true marathon show style, I am graced with the presence of a co-host today, and that co-host is Sasha Jones of Paid by the Tear. Hi, Sasha. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. This is going to be so great. It's a total thrill. I'm such a fan of Simpsons time and the debigulator and the bounty that it is that we just have at our fingertips here at WFMU. Aw, thanks to you. That's really nice. Thank you for saying so. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is not a live show. Uh, people probably have been able to figure that out so far, but um, it's a podcast, which means you can't uh, call in and be thanked in real time, unfortunately, but uh, I will be looking and seeing your pledges uh, as they come in over the course of these two weeks. It's a slow burn. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. But it's, and it's also very worth it because uh, I'm offering a premium um, of uh, just a kind of an oral version of looking at 
Simpsons shit posting, like that weird feeling that you get uh, when you just fall into the rabbit hole of looking at Simpsons memes all day. And it is a rich rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think kind of the interesting thing about it, too, is that it's become, you know, with the way the Internet is now and the way that memes are now, it's not just people who love The Simpsons or watch The Simpsons. It's open to anyone. And that's what makes some of it so weird. And so, you know, because it's just you don't have to have any relationship to The Simpsons to be a Simpsons shit poster. That's right. And so it goes in all kinds of directions that you wouldn't even necessarily anticipate. Yeah, it, you just have to have a relationship to the shitposting site. You exactly. Know? Yeah. You have to be conversant in the language of memes. Um, and I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people who do the best memes learned about The Simpsons in the first place just from seeing the meme first. And exactly. And then going back and looking at the episode, which is just mind-blowing to me. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, if you decide, and I hope you do, to pledge $75 or more to the station, um, you can get a premium CD. If you choose mine, uh, you will get over an hour of shitpost audio that you can just enjoy over and over again. And the beauty of that, much like the beauty of Simpsons time, is that there is just an infinitely ample amount of that kind of stuff out there and Amanda has done this you know kind of trawling through finding the best the most you know kind of gleaming things and pulling them out you know and kind of putting them out there for you and oh yeah thank you for saying trawling by the way I'm not trolling (laughs) um intentional so Yeah. yeah that um the track that started off the show, the, that great remix of Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2 of uh, Moe's Lie Detector Test, um, that is one of the tracks that is one of over 40 tracks that you will be gifted with. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Since I have you here, and this is Simpsons time after all, Simpsons time through the debigulator, no less. I know most people don't refer to it that way, but it's uh, It's full name. It's full name. Um, We might as well just talk for a little bit about the Simpsons, right? I mean, it would be a waste not to. So waste not, want not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what has been your relationship with the Simpsons lately, would you say? Uh, lately, I think the funny thing is lately, I see it most often on the internet, on Twitter, you know, coming up in these kind of meme-like ways yep. that fit into my lexicon of having grown up watching The Simpsons. Um, mm-hmm. But lately, until, you know, until I was like, oh, I should do my homework for Simpsons time and catch up on some episodes, I hadn't been watching it that often. So it's become sort of this out of context thing that I see every day for sure. Yeah. Um, Same with me. I mean, it's there's not there's almost not an hour that goes by that I don't either think about The Simpsons or see an image that is this is Simpsons related yeah. or reminds me of something Simpsons related or you know somebody says something that's a direct quote. I mean, it's really it is like you say every day and and it's kind y- of usually like a, all day. Yeah. <laughs> And it's kind of like a language of its own where you can like, you know, pick these little references, whether it's visual or a sound bite or something like that. And you're using it as a way of conveying something out of context. And I feel like it really works 
very well in that in yeah. that regard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even um, during the marathon, one of the things that uh, we do is data entry. Like if we get a new pledge from a person, we have to uh, take down their email address. And actually in past years, this was more important, but their physical address as well so they can get mailings from us. Um, and... <laughs> Every single year, uh, Scott Williams coaches the volunteers to say, you know, to, to make sure that the addresses are real. And he says, you know, if you see something that looks like 123 Fake Street, don't put that <laughs> down. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, you know, you're, you don't think that you're a Simpsons fan, but you right. are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone knows. Not everyone identifies as such, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, 123 Fake Street is something that you've been hearing your whole life long, but you might not know what it's from. Absolutely. And there's so many things like that. Um, it is like, speaking of memes, a recent meme that I like is Sideshow Bob stepping on the rakes, like just the still image oh, yeah. of him walking. Uh and there's rakes all over. It's like tr me trying to have a normal conversation. At each rake, it says Simpsons reference. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, One that I've seen having a real moment right now, too, is, um, and I actually watched the episode while I was preparing for today, is the one of Lisa with the coffee cup and the coffee's being poured into it. Oh, and it'll yeah. Be like, and it'll be like me, that gay shit, and the coffee's coming in, you know. <laughs> um, but it's from um, the second season uh, where Grandpa's watching the kids while marge and homer are off at a marriage retreat and he's like pouring coffee for them because they're manipulating grandpa into you know all these things and yeah like, i didn't remember that that was where it came from until recently but i love that meme people love and you know the shit posters all love those early episodes because some of the expressions and poses are a little right. off and that's a really good example of that like lisa's squinty totally. eyes <laughs> it's like so <laughs> weird looking um, yeah yeah, things like Lomer. Do you know about Lomer? No, I don't. Okay, so, oh, I'm so glad that you don't know about it. I can describe it. Uh, L-O-W-M-E-R. It is um, when he's fantasizing during the Rosebud episode when uh, uh. they're about to give Bobo back. Right. Or, I guess, sell him back. Um, he's like, well, if I, have, if I had anything in the world, I'll, I'd be able to uh, record my own album and... Uh, you know, he's, of course, recording the Big Mac song. Uh-huh. Um, but the pose in that is really odd. It's, like, shot from above to make him look really short. Uh-huh. And he, he just looks really awkward there. Uh-huh. And he looks like a, you know, guy with small legs. Um, and they call him Lomer. <laughs> and there are, there are many really funny memes of Lomer. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, the ones that I called for this premium mostly... Uh, are not of things like Lomer. I mean, they're all audio. You know, they right. have to work without the visuals, which right. is actually not, it was. I found that it wasn't easy to oh, find really? ones that <laughs> uh, that worked without the visuals because uh -huh. there's so much. You know, um, the visual context really is where a lot of the humor comes from. It's not just a vocal affect all of the time. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. if you are really familiar with the show the way you and I are, right. um, I mean, you can. You can hear just one or two seconds of audio uh, and, and know no. exactly where it's from. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, sometimes it's like 
a song or the audio from a movie or something that has nothing to do with The Simpsons, like transposed over a Simpsons right. thing. Um, and so those didn't work. As funny as some of them were, it was like, you <laughs> there know. There for another time. There for another, another time. place, yeah. Um, the sugar sugar memes oh, sadly yeah. did not make it because like. You can't with you can't separate it really so yeah. well. <laughs> oh, but I, how do I love those? Oh. They're so great. Um, it's funny because I'm thinking of how like, you know, pre-internet that we have now, like the kind of IRL shit posting that my brother and I used to do. We used to love to do the like, a yes, a yes. Like we would just do that all the time in weird contexts. And it was like a little game that we would play. And like my parents didn't, I mean, they watched The Simpsons, but they didn't always know what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> it, you know, it went over their heads. Yeah. It wasn't for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I mean, I'm, of course, older than you, but like at camp and stuff, uh, over and over again, we would do the sound of one hand clapping <laughs> and, you know, just do that to each other. That uh-huh. was so funny. Um, and also from that same episode, the uh, uh, Flanders letter of I feel a great sadness in my bosom. Uh-huh. <laughs> like whoever knew how to do a Bart voice would just go bosom <laughs> and everyone would crack up. Um, so, yeah, I I kind of have a half-hearted theory that um, this giant resurgence of, you know, energy being directed towards the Simpsons in meme culture by younger and younger people, too, mm-hmm. um, has contributed a lot to, like, the continued success of the show. I kind of feel like right. the show is expanding in ways that I didn't think it could anymore. Um, and I think it's... M- I don't know. I mean, is it because of that? I'm not even sure if the current writers pay attention to that stuff. But And it's funny because, I mean, it's sort of, it could have worked out in a different way where even if the resurgence is happening online, it wouldn't necessarily correlate with the show being at a point where it's enjoyable to watch, but it is. And that part is like maybe a little random, but yeah. also just kind of a perfect storm in a way. I think it's cosmic. <laughs> I think it's just, you know the universe is responding to everyone loving the Simpsons again, you know, yes. after, I mean, 10 years or more of just people being so lukewarm on it. Right. And almost kind of a little embarrassed of it. And yeah. certain, you know, in a certain way. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, just a couple of episodes ago, this is um, spring 2018. I watched a really beautiful one called Mr. Lisa's Opus that was Lisa's past and future sort of all wrapped up into one. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, like, there have been so many episodes like that, you know, where she gets married to the right. Hugh Parkhurst or whoever. Is that his name? Hugh? Like, he was supposed to be, like, Hugh Grant? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think his name was Hugh. Um, but And then she's the president, and, you know, there's all these things that happen. All of these fantasies and... <laughs> yeah yeah right some of them are fantasies some right. of them are you know we are asked to accept them right. as canon right um but this I don't know I loved this episode because it put all those to rest because it referred to past episodes exactly like, and it kind of did this thing of you know like okay here's the origin of the red dress here's the origin of the pacifier it was kind of like yeah putting itself in that mode of clarifying origins and also futures Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's I feel like finally after so long the Simpsons is getting um reverent toward itself yeah it's um I'm seeing so many flashback episodes and flash forward episodes that are um 
I don't know, really kind of taking the fans' love into account, you know, of uh, these characters. You know, like, what is going to happen to Lisa? And uh, what is going to happen to Skinner? You know, there's right. there's, there's all this. Um, but it's it's just... <laughs> It's wonderful to me. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, because The Simpsons is about the same age as I am. But uh-huh. it's, I mean, I almost wonder if it's something kind of like dog years or cat years for TV shows, you know, where it's like a different scale. Because, I mean, yeah. yeah, for a show to run for almost for 30 years is, you know, that's a pretty long time. And so I feel like it's at a different point in its life than maybe I am. Yes. Um, right. Right. It's, um, well, it's older than any TV show now. I mean, right. it's like... Th- now that they've done the supposedly impossible, it's like there's nowhere that they can't go. Um, and it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, no matter when it happens, when The Simpsons finally ends, uh-huh. I'm going to do a dance of joy. Like, it's going to be so amazing for right. there to finally be a finite uh, body of work. Absolutely. To be discussed and analyzed and just, you know, picked apart. Um Right, and this is this is as far as it gets. This is as much change as can be accounted for. Yeah, but I mean, as long as they keep on doing it, it is also kind of fascinating to see like all the different oh totally crazy dimensions that it can exist in. Right, and because you know a lot of things that don't last as long get to be kind of immortalized in a whole different way because they never maybe you know they never have the time to get bad or this and that. But it's kind of a real luxury to have something have as much time as the Simpsons have had to unfold and yeah like not all of it might be what you wanted it to be but it's real in a way and it gives yeah. you yeah a dimension like a real texture to look at it's, it, it is it is one of the most fascinating uh phenomena in all of culture uh certainly in all of pop culture that's you know inarguable but oh, yeah. like in all of culture too I think yeah and especially in the sense that it's grown up with the internet as well. You uh-huh. know? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was <laughs> when I was combing YouTube to try to find all of the best audio for this premium, um, I almost included, maybe this is one for next year, but I didn't quite bring myself to include um, what I think is maybe the first ever Simpsons remix song that, that made it, you know, this sort of survived this far. Uh-huh. Um, and it is... Doe, you know, Homer's Doe um, being auto-tuned to uh, The Right Stuff by New Kids on the Block oh. and uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's and it's such an amazing little time capsule. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's, it's just a little too rough. Like, I didn't think that it was good enough. But right. Yeah, maybe for next year. I'll yeah. Um, but yeah, it's true. Like, that's... As long as it's existed and people have loved it, there have been nerds uh, reinventing it. Because it kind of created this kind of, you know, perfect little uh, Petri dish, right, for the whole culture around The Simpsons to develop. Um, People being able to talk about it from all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not having to come, you know, not having to depend on being in person to have a community about The Simpsons, which I think helped it proliferate as much as it did. Yeah, yeah. And then we had to uh, uh, prevail upon Frank to shrink us down into the Petri dish and go in there and um, uh, 
become queens of it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can I say, this is is a ridiculous thing that I've never mentioned on the podcast, but... um, Now is the time. Now is the time. I love Frankiac. You know, that's, it's something really uh, lovely that somebody did for, you know, these programmers did for the fan community. Yeah. Um, And I kind of charge them with a lot of the uh, resurgence of the fandom Mm. um, because they've made it so easy, you know, for people to locate the moment that they're thinking of right. with the visual attached to it. Which is so important because there's such a there's just such a huge amount of material and sometimes you don't remember where that image came from and just being able to like, you know, it's, explore your way back to it. It's amazing. I yeah. wish that they had that for every TV show. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, Frankiac launched... I think one week after this podcast launched. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I had this, you know, beautiful splash page with a drawing of Frank that I had made myself. And then, uh, you know, Frankiac sort of rose to prominence right at, you know, maybe five, six days later. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of like a sibling endeavor in that Yeah, sense. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I felt jealous, though, because I was yeah. like, it's, it, it was completely my unique idea right (laughs) to spot like frank i love frank um anyway all roads lead to frank i guess i guess yeah and he's real person too he's like one of the few um simpsons people with a a name that's a real person's name oh you know i didn't know that yeah john frank is a writer on the simpsons oh what are the other are there any others yeah um so julius hibbert oh right i knew that used to be um uh, julia sweeney from snl Uh her maiden name was julia hibbert um and lunch lady doris is named after doris grau who did her voice oh who was a script supervisor very cool yeah yeah, who else? I feel like there's more that I can't think of on the Yeah, spot. I mean, there, that's there a, some, <laughs> it's a kind of an encyclopedic question to right. ask. So. <laughs> but you seemed ready with the <laughs> information, as you so often are. Oh, God, kill me. <laughs> you know, there's someone who comes into the library where I work who sounds exactly like Julie Kavner. Oh, and obviously wow. it's not her because Julie Kavner is a bit of a recluse. Yeah. Um, but I just, I mean, she particularly sounds like Patty and Selma. And I just wow. like, my heart just dropped instantly because I was like, I love you. Talk to me more. Like, I just wanted to hear her keep talking because it was so uncanny and perfect. <laughs> um, but it's not something that you can tell. <laughs> no, no. Because it, it would not maybe sound like a compliment, no. even though, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. That's sad. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've noticed, I mean, everyone's voice on The Simpsons is different from how it was 30 years ago, obviously. of course. Julie Kavner's voice is more different than the rest of the Oh, really? Yeah. Like, when Marge sings now, like, it's, she can't always hit the notes. The range is different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's interesting. But I guess that means that Patty and Selma sound better than they ever did. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, yeah, you know, not not the usual expectation for lifelong smokers, but yes, sometimes exactly. <laughs> you luck out. Although, I don't know, my um, I've known voiceover actors before and uh, they kind of lamented that the no smoking age was ushered in because people's oh. voices, they thought, sounded better when they smoked and drank a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So it just kind of removes certain trends that were probably there. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like when you smoke a lot, it's like when you're up all night. Yeah. And, you know, you sort of get this extra deepness to your voice. And I do, like when I stay up too late and I'm a little sick and I smoke, which I don't do so much anymore, but like, you know, in the past when I did, I would start to sound a little Marge Simpson-y, which my friends, well, they used to say it was Courtney Love, but I think as I got older, it became more Marge. <laughs> well, that's definitely more of a compliment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, her voice is amazing. The way, like the way it's gravelly, but then it also cracks. Like exactly. That, it's really, really uh, original. Mm-hmm interesting and there's so much you know these really subtle variations that are implied by the different you know the way she wields it and yeah it just has such a range of of emotion attached to it it's funny because my mom actually sounds a lot more like lisa oh really yeah because her voice is a little higher than mine um like she's a soprano um or she was at some point in her life and um, she, yeah, I don't know, her voice like does some of the similar modulating that Lisa's does. And so sometimes when I talk to her on the phone, we're not talking about The Simpsons, but she'll say something and it just like is Lisa. Wow. Yeah. Or like the way she laughs at certain things or like she'll do kind of like the, huh, you know, that Lisa does. <laughs> um, that's so sweet. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I know you love Lisa. That's why I wanted to talk about that Lisa, oh, that yeah. recent Lisa episode. Um, and I, I really like that about you because uh, a lot of people don't like Lisa. I know. And it's, it's just too bad. And that's sort of another thing that I admired about The Simpsons to kind of double down on the, the fans not really loving her and just having this very, very affectionate episode that's all about her. Yeah. And, you know, I really didn't know that for a long time. Like, I didn't know that people didn't like her because for so long I wasn't really in tune to the, you know, the world of discussion. And Uh so I had no idea that she was unpopular for a long time because I only knew, like, what my nuclear family thought about The Simpsons. I think it's so dumb. It's like, if you don't like Lisa, you denounce yourself. You sort of... uh, you admit that you're just like whatever Jimbo Dolphin Kearney, you know? I mean, right. And also the thing is like, you know, yeah, sure. Like Lisa sometimes is like the voice of the show's moral compass, which I, you know, I know can sometimes make her seem like something of a shill, but it's like, she's just kind of the representative of it. That, that like ethics, like those certain ethics, which can sometimes be a little like conservative not conservative but like you know kind of sort of annoying yeah and and rigid it's bigger than lisa she just happens to be the most vocal and like the the most vocal part of it sometimes yeah but you can't really blame it all on her you can't because it's kind of in all these other ways that are a little more like out in the vapory you know Mm. type ways of in kind of creating that moral universe yeah yeah i see what you're saying there like what's that one episode where is it Ned who's like, what, don't you hear that voice in your head? And Homer's like, what, Lisa? Um, <laughs> That's right. I'm not sure if it's Ned, but someone says that when they're trying to get Homer to like, Right, right, that like still right small thing. voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, of Hurricane Nettie when he's like, oh, well, if it isn't little, do I hear the sound of butting in? If it isn't little Lisa Simpson, it's right. answer to a question no one asked. Right. Um, but, you know, you see it, you know, you kind of see it in, in other dimensions in terms of like when, you know, we were talking about 
you know, looking in, you know, discussing the ways that alcohol is used on The Simpsons, which, of course, like, seems like such a huge question. How would you even tackle it? But, you know, a lot of the episodes that focus the most directly on drinking do it in this way that's very much about family strife. Yes, that's right. You know, in this kind of way that's like, oh, yeah, like, when we talk about drinking, we talk about uh, marriage problems or things like that that are kind of fit into that, like, Lisa moral universe thing. And then I had another thought that I lost, but... Well, that's okay, because next week we're going to be talking all about alcohol on The Simpsons, and that is going to be our um, way of celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Yes. (laughs) Happy St. Patrick's Day, loser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess guess that'll do it for this week. Um, I just want to thank you listeners um, again for listening to this, you know, this was such a weird experiment a couple of years ago when I started to do this podcast. I'd never done a podcast before of any kind. Um, and I've had just such a warm response to it. And I want to thank you for that. I don't know about you listeners, but what I like to do, I've been, you know, putting a few on my archives on my phone at a time and listening to it on my way to work. And you can listen to like a couple, you know, depending on how long your commute is. And it's just so nice. Like, I feel like people look at me and don't know what I'm laughing about. And oh, my God. Wow. It <laughs> Thank just, you for you know, sharing that. <laughs> with the way the MTA is these days, it's really a game changer wow. in terms of how I feel by the time I get off the train. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, happy marathon, everybody. Uh, there's still a week of it left, and um, I hope you listen to the marathon finale Uh at the very end and participate in everything. If you are local to the New York City or Jersey City area, I hope that you are considering coming down to answer phones or, you know, just to meet your favorite DJs and Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's definitely always fun. Um, But yeah, Sasha, I will talk to you next week. Yes. And I thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. All right, bye.